right, what's up, IMM family? Welcome to episode five. This is Being the Odds with Andre Lampkin. Uh, I hope everybody out there is having a great week. Um, this is going to be a, a, a good one for all of you guys to hear. And uh, we're just going to get into it. We're going to have Jamie introduce her friend, Mr. Andre Lampkin. Enjoy. Yeah, so, um, man, I met Dre. I met Dre through his sister, KK, and uh, his other sister, Asia. Uh, man, that's how, how we met. We I've known him for years since I was in about high school. Um, but where we where our relationship really started to grow on a personal level, our friendship um, was maybe a, two, a year or two ago. And um, just saw the things that Dre was doing on social media and um, his story just stood out to me. And man, I just knew it was something different about him just by the way that he was speaking and the way that he just never gave up no matter what was going on in his life. Just like the title of this uh, episode is beating the odds. And so, man, Dre, thank you for jumping on. We knew we know is a a lot of uh, technical difficulties, but man, we appreciate you bearing with us. We appreciate your patience. And um, man, we're excited to to interview you, and we're excited to hear your story. So let the people know about you, Dre. Where you from? How old you are? Um, and just share a little bit of your story. Okay, my name is Andre Lampkin. Uh, Andre Lampkin Jr. Uh, I'm from Fort Worth. I was uh, pretty much raised in Hearst. I went to school out through Hearst, and uh, I'm currently in Austin. Um, I've been in Austin for almost two years. I'm 32 years old. And um, I'm just just the average athlete coming up, but just, you know, just gifted, just like, you know, several other athletes, but just gifted and had to go through some hard times and just continue going. And I'm just, I'm landed in Austin and I'm just uh, continue doing my sports as of now, uh, going for the Paralympics uh, for 2021 now. Um, and I'm just, I'm just chilling and just living life and trying to live life to the best of of what he got to offer, take advantage of everything. Like Jamie said, when I met her, and I see the things that, you know, she do, and I know it's been tough on us to try to put something together, but if I see somebody doing something, just as I'm doing something, it's easy to to help or to be, if any type of assistance, anybody that's trying to do something. So I'll come back two more times to get it right, and you just going to, you know, put out the good message and everybody just enjoy it, you know what I'm saying? And hopefully we answer all the questions and motivate somebody today. That's what it's all about. So I'm always in for it. So you mentioned um, in the introduction that you're going to be in the Paralympics. Can you maybe explain to everybody out there the, the background story before the Paralympics and all that and, you know, playing in high school, because everybody's hearing that you play football, but now they're hearing about the Paralympics. So can you explain that story and, and why you'll be in the Paralympics? Okay. The story is, is that um, I'm, I was, I am like the best athlete out of my, out of my area, out of my city. Uh, in my, in my generation, I'm the best, best athlete coming out. And long story short, I went to college, you know, and, Boom, I got sick with bacterial meningitis and I had to get amputated. But to take it back, it was like it stopped all my blood flow to my limbs from my wrist and to my blood below my knee, uh, like uh, by below my calf area. I had to get amputated. My blood wasn't flowing. So I pushed, you know, hearing that, of course, I was just 
you know, sports definitely was like, okay, I'm not, I know I'm not going to play that. Like, as of right now, I don't know. I think just regular football in general, I was like, I'm not going to play regular football at that level that I wanted to, which was NFL. I know, which the whole thing I was like living for. And then, you know, it just came to a point where I was just like, I'm going to just live and go ahead and go through with the process of getting amputated, which I pushed back for weeks and weeks to where I got sick. And then I had to make a decision or I was going to end up passing. So I got amputated. I, I went through it. And then rugby came along years later or just sports as an amputee came along like a year later as far as track. But I'm going to just talk about the rugby. I was already getting up and getting active and learning the world and the opportunities as far as the sports to continue doing what was just naturally already in me and try to stay on the script, you know. So we just started learning what was over there. And then I got connected by the USA coach. First, first I was at like track meets, getting contacted or just people walk up to me and be like, it look like you play rugby. It look like you could be good at rugby. Your shoulders are just saying my build. And I'm like, okay, y'all what? We got rugby? I, you know, I get all excited and then they'll say, yeah, we got rugby. I'm like, Ooh. So I'm talking and they'll start talking about a wheelchair and then I, I blow them off. I'm not hearing it no more. Like, because when I got amputated, I was like, you know, we build up to get out of wheelchairs. I didn't see myself having fun or playing the type of sport in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So then I blew them off for like two years straight. They came, I hit the same track meet. I'm like, man, y'all, you know what I'm saying? And I was struggling at track because I tried to run on my regular legs while everybody was having different type of equipment. So it took me a long time to come up. So people really don't know me in a big level over there like that. But I just got re-equipped with some things. But anyways, the rugby came and then the USA coach hit me up and was like, hey, you know, you you look like you could be very good at our sport. This is what we do. He gave, he sent me a link to watch the 2016 Paralympics. And hey, you look like some of these guys out here that are very good. And let's just watch the film and, you know, get back at me and let me know if you're interested in it. So I was like, dang, it's a USA coach. So let me go ahead and like really pay this attention. I've been ducking it for three years now. Mm-hmm. Because they kept saying wheelchair, but when he came, it was like, okay, let me go ahead and look into it. So I watched it. Well, I'm like, okay, I don't see, I'm still not seeing myself doing it or seeing myself how I will fit, but I, I like it because it looked cool. So I was like, how, you know, I, I, didn't, I never pictured it. Because, you know, being on one side of the world playing regular ball, then being disabled trying to play ball, I just didn't see it coming, but he introduced it to me. But, Anyways, I went to the, the Irving facility. He was like, okay, so he in Austin, and he's like, hey, you know, it's a driveway down here to come to some of our practices with the big dogs, but also there's a place in Irving that's only like, what, 30 minutes away from you. Go sit in a chair, go see, go try it out, and let me know what you think of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool, instead of driving, you know, Two and a half hours out, I'm gonna just take this little thirty minute trip and see what he's talking about, see how this feels, and see how it will come. And this is when you were uh, staying in Hearst. Yeah, I was. I was still in Hearst. I okay. was in Hearst. This is before the move and before, before anything. 
I just drive up to Urban, 30 minutes out, 25 minutes, and then go, and I tried it out there. Long story short, boy, I got in the chair. I was doing a whole, making a whole bunch of plays, and I could see, you know, how this was like basically could be like my football. This was something that I've been missing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I was like, it's already in connection with the USA coach. So it's like, I might as well go ahead and do it. But then I actually liked it. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but do you think that this was uh, something that God maybe has said, you know, this is what is going to be your football. This is what I want you to see. This is something that is going to give you that feeling back of playing such a tough sport and, and really loving it. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I think, uh, you know, he blessed me with, uh, like, I'm a versatile athlete. You know, when you just say football, people just think you could just only play football. Mm-hmm. But it's all around athlete. I could go to basketball. I could go to your track. I could go to just a boxing as a sport. That's one of my favorite sports. So, you know, I think, you know, he blessed me with that versatile and a gift. And I guess some way, somehow, you know, he sees fit for me to adjust mm-hmm. and to use that versatile to learn something else and to do something of his purpose, which is what we all live for, even though, you know, sometimes it looks hard and tough. You know what I'm saying? We still got to do what is needed to be done, you know, for the glory of God and for the heavens, you know, so people understand, like, it's not just Dre, because we broke Dre down, we did this to Dre, and he's still doing this. You know, it's it's obvious to point it on him in so many ways in my story. And heck, yeah, I don't disagree with it at all. I just, you know, I, I got to cope with a lot of things that, that he choose for me to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He but I, I don't think he caused it. You know what I'm saying? I think sometimes right. when, when people go through right. certain things or like even I, I, cause I hear people say like when someone passed away, like God took them like, yeah, God took them to heaven, but God didn't cause the death. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that's what people got to understand is that he's just going right. to be there with you through the process. And like Haley was saying, I think it was just that, he was showing you like it's that light, that light, that light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, that he got you, that you're gonna be. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and and when I say when I say he don't just purposely hurt people or do nothing like that, he knows who to do what with particular mm-hmm. people. Not saying that he did this to me, but he knows what to allow for certain people to make it acceptable to where he. And able to use when I get, you know what I'm saying, to, to where everything's aligned and everybody is is good, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he ain't gonna, when things do happen, when I lose my my people that I actually lost, lost in real life, like, yeah, we say, you know, God took them, yeah, that person that shot them or stabbed them or did that, he didn't want that to happen necessarily, but at the end of the day, it's like he had, we don't know on the other side what he doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, he got something set up that we just don't understand mm-hmm. to where he could stop it just like Jesus when Jesus died like dang that was brutal but it had a cause for us like it had a you know what I mean like for us and for him for him to do something out of his love and it's like when I say that I don't know necessarily how to say it whenever somebody asks me the question you ask me hey like what do I think you know when it when it comes to the spiritual side because 
you know, I have to live that. You know what I'm saying? I have to talk yeah. to God. I have to God got a God got a person connected to me and I gotta tell you exactly what God has placed within me. So it's not like I'm trying to give a right or wrong answer. It's like this is what had happened to me. You know what I'm saying? Like how you try to explain somebody like your connection and through your story, certain things like this is not to say that God tried to hurt me. This is just saying God is just using his gift within me to do different things, a variety of things. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, it had to happen to to make it to make my dream. You know, everything to my dream country really. Shit, I mean, I'm I'm going to the par- you know to the parent the highest level. I'm doing something I really enjoy, mm-hmm. and maybe if it didn't happen, something else could have happened. Like, you know, right. he just guided me to protect me, and and in the general like. We gotta understand that appearances is just. I'm sorry to 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 keep going, but like no, we value so much in, in appearances. Like I'm a I'm a nice looking man. Like at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I do I do whatever I want to do, and I still look. I still get up and get nice every single time. Like mm-hmm. I take pride in it, and it's like the world is bigger than all these things. When you meet somebody, you don't know if I meet a good looking a girl. Or if I meet a regular looking, you know what I'm saying? You got to see within that person. And if you don't, and if yeah. you'll be chasing us forever. Like, right. you know, it just open your, I, what I'm saying is if you go through something tough, it's going to open your eyes to what's really important in life. And that is really important in life for me to, to conquer my destiny and not worry about like little things like that to conquer what the heavens has sent for you. You know what I'm saying? Your mission, like Jesus' mission was to stand stiff and to, Whoop whoop and to die about it. You know what I'm saying? My mission is to whoop whoop whoop, stand still and to bow about it. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta do yeah, whatever that. that we do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like for real. So life is you see all the bad stuff. It is it's it's bigger than 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 what we see sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And that's why a lot of people miss me. You know what I'm saying? I could, I can't do the same things that I did in nineteen, eighteen, seventeen and get the same reaction. Like Jesus say, like a bomb to be Jesus could be right with the bomb. You will never you gonna drive by him every time. Everybody, just, you know what I'm saying? You gonna miss me. Like you really gonna miss me because mm-hmm. I'm really I'm really uh, filled. And when I speak on it, this is not like me saying God hurt me. You know what I'm saying? God gave me what I can handle, honestly. And yeah. we got yeah. the connection, and He blessed me with the strength, and He put something on me to carry out. And I'm gonna just and I'm on and I'm gonna follow and I'm gonna get back up and I'm gonna keep carrying it. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, I got mad. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't nothing, you know, I can say because nobody knows how God made things happen. So it's always just a, you know, we wanna we wanna make it the sweetest way possible. Like, but I I I, I be direct with God. I be straightforward with him. Like, I know he's responsible. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'm gonna hold him responsible for my for my for the good and the bad. Like. Okay, what we gonna make out of it though, God, and then we go forward from there. You know what I'm saying? And right. That's how you forward and build your relationship with God. Not saying that He wanted me to hurt, but like this is just what it is right here. This is this is my story. This is my joke. This is my. You know what I'm saying? It it just goes with the like what the scripture says. Um, it just goes. He uses everything for your good. Regardless of what the enemy tries to do to destroy, hurt, kill, whatever, he will utilize it for our good and let us know that he got us. Yeah. Like regardless of what, what's thrown our way, regardless of the circumstances, 
Because I mean, like you said, something out of our control and understanding, we won't ever understand. Yeah, yeah you'll never understand unless you personally walk that walk with him and he really put that on you. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way you understand. But then once you try to explain to other people, then it becomes like nobody understands. You know what I'm saying? Because whenever you read the Bible, you pray for understanding because you'll read the story and then you got to also pray for understanding. Like, let me understand how he came and what he what he was trying to do and see the whole, mm-hmm. read the whole scene, like repeat the right. whole scene. And when I walked with him like that, that's when I peeped the whole scene and I say it. But then I offend my fellow believers because it seems too harsh. You know what I'm saying? But he really tough and he really a God that really will, will come. You know what I'm saying? Whenever he come, like, you know, for real, for real. So, yeah. And that's just how he, you know what I'm saying? However he is, when you pray at night, your relationship, you got to meet the same person I meet. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if you praying to the night, you know what I'm saying? So I'm not talking. I just might got closer. That's the only difference. You know what I'm saying? Is is this you get closer and when you grow and you get closer and you go through different things, you're going to get closer and be like, okay, you know, everybody going to be young and, you know, want to say, you know, want to say they know everything already, but it's like people who really put in that suffering and really got down, like they had something, you know, really connection, like a really, a really wild to happen. Yeah. It's amazing to hear you say that because it makes me wonder, you know, being young, before all of this happened, before you had to go through all that you went through, would you say that, you know, your relationship was not as close to God, because I know us being young and, and kids, like, of course, we go to church and all that and do what, you know, our parents want us to do. But do you think that through, you know, all that you went through, that it made you open your eyes and, and really get closer through God, even with those dark times that you had? Correct, correct. Uh, I would want to say that even if you're young, you still know God. Like, if you're yeah, five course. or six, like, your relationship is just as strong and yeah. I'm not saying that just because you go through something, you don't know God or nothing like No, no, this, this is just for the viewers. Just mm-hmm. just for the viewers. You know what I'm saying? Just to ex- explain myself fully, like, because I like to be very correct. I'm just saying, like, as you do get older, the missions do increase. When you pray at five, when I'm praying at five, six, seven, eight years old and knowing God all this time, okay, now it's time to really do something. Right, like you really got this gift. You really been out here shining. You really been talking big. You really do a big walk. You really want to the world on your shoulders, which I did. I got. I'm a very prideful male. You know what I'm saying? And and I really represent God when I was younger. Like I was still like strong with God, like the whole way. And that's why I, you know, I know my trail. Like I know when He came. You know what what happened and what's going on, but just to make sure that I'm answering your question, if I don't, please let me know. <laughs> but yeah, you know what I'm saying. And uh, what I've been through, yeah, just over the years in general, you will get closer to God. So what I have been through, it had allowed me to get closer to God because closer than I could ever come and still be alive to talk about. To where I lost my life by meningitis, losing my hands and feet, you know, and really organs and bodies and slipping away like dead and getting the opportunity for him to tell me to open my eyes. And like, really, I really got close to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really woke me back up and 
and put me back. So, heck yeah, what I've been through, you know, got me the closest possible, like as close as I could have got. So I know, I know what's about to happen to me, but it's hard to, you know, I know, you know, I know, I know a lot of good things about to happen to me, and and he went and woke me back up and put me back in for mm-hmm. a failed mission. He yeah, just right. doesn't fail, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So my thing is, in, in like just real life, like you don't have to do, you know what I'm saying? If I eat with my brothers and sisters, like anybody who ever came in contact with me for a period of time, I was able to put an uh, opportunity to make money in front, in front of, in front of. You know, my brother or my sister, or support mm-hmm. my brother or my sister. Like, if I eat, you know what I'm saying? That, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? And that's in the world, like, that's really what he wants us to do, even though the world tells us to be so selfish. Like, that's what he wants us to do. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, take care of yourself. And it's always, like, it's always something you could do, especially for somebody who is trying to do something at the end of the day like yeah. and in contact with you like y'all could better each other like it's a way that where people could come together like two men can't come together like there's people living like uncles and got big houses like some of us don't even talk to our cousins like, before, like you know what I'm saying like we can't come together and build something like if I if you come in contact with me most likely I'm gonna be working to help build you to build me and that's just the way it is. Why I do it is just because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And, and while we're know, on that subject of building, uh, can you explain to us, you know, with us talking about building uh, building back up, can you explain us to us the rehab process that you uh, went through to, uh, to build your muscle back up to get you back in the um, in the position where you can, you know, play rugby, run track, play basketball, do all the sports that you're doing right now? My rehab was important, and uh, some of the things I did was basically just getting up out of bed. They just want me to first get up because I was on my back for a year. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know, my muscles do have a memory, and uh, not to disregard, just uh, my ability has a memory. You know, my ability has a memory. You know, mm-hmm. my ability still moves within me, but I just do like. I got some arm uh, weights that got built for me through my prosthetics, and I started doing those when I. That's when I got home. But really, it was just getting up, getting into the wheelchair, going down the hall, uh, lifting up my legs, just the little regular things. But then it got intense more so when I got into like the rehab. I had to walk upstairs and just just walking. You know what I'm saying? Just walking yeah. and just. Doing a little treadmill I did, and then I get on the weights machine and just do what I can at that time. If it was just only five pounds, ten pounds, and then it just came back. Like, you know what I'm saying? You just get back, get back into some shape, and as you stand up, you really start walking again. Mm-hmm. Your body, your body pick itself back up day by day. Because I did lay down for one year flat. I did lay on my back for one year, so I I came in swole at like 185. I left at like 125, 130. So I came in swole, and then I left like real skinny. I'm a 165, and mind you, that I'm amputated, so I'm, I might be big if I had like you know the uh, other uh, like the real foot and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm about I'm just a 165. 170, and I stay in that range because it could get too big and too fat. Or, you know, you got to find your yeah. perfect size. As an athlete, I'm still explosive and strong. 
I don't have to like really be so so big. Mm-hmm. But I'm just a tough individual in general. So I was already playing football, so rugby, it was right there in the lane. Plus, we got some combat type of chairs to where, you know, we getting hit, but it's it's still, we still well protected. And I like, we got shields, like little wheels, and like our shields almost. But we do fall over, and it could get very dangerous. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen things happen to people. I've seen people split their head open. I've seen people get a black eye. I've seen people just, you know, get hurt. You know what I'm saying? I got yeah. hurt. But, <laughs> you know, it happens, but, we, you know, we got a lot of protection. Just like in football, you got the little pads and helmet. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's only works so good, too. And that just goes to tell people out there that your sports are not any less than – us having our legs and feet like it's still intense still hard still you still it's going still at it lot. Still, you still see a lot of talent it still takes real talent it's still you know it's still levels to mm-hmm. you can still have great athletes it's just great athletes and whenever the games do come on like wherever you see every sport not just the sport that I'm gonna be in every sport is just gonna be somebody doing something unique, like shooting a bow with their foot, doing something. Like, it's somebody out there doing something for real, for real. And you just don't see it all across the board through the whole Paralympics, including me, you know what I'm saying? Then you're going to see the runners. Then you're going to see the wheelchair sports, the basketball. And so what, maybe you already talked about this, but what opened the door for you uh, of being in the Paralympics? It was just me. I put up a a time that, that... what you do is you go to like a trial. Let's say I go to a track meet, and what opens the door is what I do at that track meet. And when I put up a 1375 in 2017, then you get an email coming from the U.S. Paralympics like you have been invited to World Games. That was just the World Games. And when you go to World Games, you you get funded like like the the room and board, and then you just get get you just travel there. You be able to get there, mm-hmm. and then you perform, and then you put up another time. It's all you, you know what I'm saying? It's really just, you know, it's, it's what you do, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes, like, if somebody invites you to play a different sport, but you're going to have to go out there and and do it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that, and that, and that that's pretty much opening it up, like, them having that event, having that opportunity right there for you to be ready by this date, and you know the date to be ready by, that's the door. And when you go there, that door could... You open it or, you know, it stays where it's at. And that's that's pretty much what opened the door for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? You come with what you believe in, which is, you know, what you've been blessed with. And you put in the work, you go, they pick you right there. They go, you know? I mean, honestly, oh, yeah, you got to buy a license. So I, what I do is I just pay, I sign up for a license first. Mm. So I buy my ICC license. It's an International Paralympic Committee license. We buy it. We fill out our uh, our information, our classification, and then once you buy that license, whenever you register for a race, you enter that license number. So when your time comes up, it goes straight to the IPC. That's the International Paralympic Committee. And when they see your time come through, boom, Andre Lampkin, such and such, 13, they can be like, okay, we're going to send him an email. We got his email address through this race. We done filled out, he filled out all his information through this race so we could find him. Mm-hmm. And he put in his information. So they pulled my name up and they see what I ran 
and they see my email, then they email me the invitation. Then I accept the invitation, and then I come out there. As far as the, the rugby, that's the track side, but as far as the rugby side, it's just the same way they'll send it through email. Everything comes through email. You boom, you accept it. Boom, you pop up. Boom, and they, they you know, that's how I go. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I was asking is because, you know, we, I mean, we have different listeners and you never know what people um, who might be listening that are uh, interested in the Paralympics. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's why yeah, I was asking because yeah. they might be wondering, well, how can I get yeah. in? Or they might be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Feeling down yeah. and now, that's like, that. you know. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's why that's why I took it from the top to the bottom. Like, I'm going to expand it. Everybody going to get the real whatever mm-hmm. gonna be able to pull from it you know what i'm saying like i gotta start from me then i work my way all the way through so you're gonna you're gonna pull from it at some point you know yeah. sometimes i don't get right to the point but i get there and that's just for basically for the listeners to to know that's why i bad way rpc we encourage I, I every time i see somebody in the wheelchair i try to recruit them like dang okay i look at them see something wrong with their hands how you used to play rugby? If they got hands, how you used to play wheelchair basketball? Or if you could walk and you got blades, how you used to go to this track meet? Like, you that light, you know? man. Because that's that's what I'm saying. Like, you that light. Even in the midst of your situation. I know you know that, but I'm just saying, like, you that light. to Because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's people that may have, that may felt and dealt with every emotion that you done dealt with. And you are overcome, you've overcame. And you mm-hmm. still going and you going after your dreams, regardless of the situation. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, I think it's, it's it's real dope. You basically sure, that sure. person that was tapping you on your shoulder those three times. You doing that <laughs> to them? Yeah, yeah. And I understand people ain't gonna listen just like I don't listen. Like something gonna throw you out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. <laughs> and the wheelchair threw me out. You know what I'm saying? But really, that was something I could have been doing from the start or learning about and getting into but sometimes it takes it takes know. time somebody yeah. yes yeah some, it's gonna happen when it's gonna happen and definitely yeah. when, it, when, it, when a big coach come after you you just gonna give it a shot period mm-hmm. like but you know what I'm saying we taking advantage of our opportunities you know they got me in Austin they got me living a better life taking care of myself better they got you know got me just enjoying life in general and learning what's important in life and and how I want to, you know what I mean? Because how you want to live because years continue to add on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm so saying? what, out of all your sports that you play, what's your favorite one? My favorite sport is, it's going to be both because I, I say rugby and track because one, you get to see like a talented side of me. Mm-hmm. Which is rugby is very is very talented because you make moves, you pushing, you dribbling, you throwing, and you see, I show a lot of style in that. And you know, track is because I, I get to stand. You know what I'm saying? I get to run again, like things that was not uh, expected of me, like ever. Like they told me, they told me I wasn't gonna walk again. So, and you know, I didn't think I was gonna walk again. <laughs> making that decision at first, like. I just made the decision just off the strength of just living. So I have to say both because I'm just privileged to to do both of them so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm good at both. And seeing me up is not going to be nice. Or you should see me sitting down. I think it's both go hand in hand. They both yeah. Go hand in hand. 
So if you could tell a kid out there that might have felt like giving up if um, if they're in the position that you're in, or even if they're not even in the position that you're in, just kids in general that feel like giving up. Um, or people in general. Too. Or people in general. Yeah, people in general. And they feel like they should give up and, and it's not worth doing and they don't care anymore. Passion's gone. Uh, what would you tell them if they're feeling any type of discouragement in a situation that is tough? What I would say is if you're in a situation that's tough and you discourage, I would say don't 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 make you know, don't make no no crazy moves like let things pass, like wait it out, you know what I'm saying? Or just like just see, you know, see life for what it is, that's when it, that that's when that comes in play, like when I'm down or something like that, it's because I'm not doing what other people are doing. <laughs> it's like sometimes yeah. what I what I could be doing if I had all these stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? If something happens to you, like a big change, and you're feeling down about that, like realize that, that nothing is nothing is more important than, than just living life in yourself and just, just accomplishing the things within yourself, your life. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just really really not be worldly involved in or reflected on things like don't let yeah. the, what other people feel or mm-hmm. can't do or or what you would have been doing really affect what you got going on right now and like what things is right now and just accepting yourself and just really just loving yourself, accepting yourself. I feel and that. just paying attention to yourself. <laughs> like don't pay attention to you paying attention too much whenever all these feelings come involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so many people, you know, out there in the world, they, you know, you look at someone else's, someone else's chapter or someone else's life and you feel like you missing out or you taking other people's opinions or whatever it is. And I, and I think that takes your joy off of you being in yeah. of your own life. You know what I'm saying? And the blessings that's around you and all of that. I think, I think we all been guilty of that, you know? And social media would, would definitely do it. <laughs> social yeah. media, like, you just got to use it for what it is sometimes. Sometimes I'd be like, man, I'm about to get off of it. And it, that, it really got addictive. Like, totally, it's super mm-hmm. addictive. And what mm-hmm. I try to do, and I try to never put nothing negative on there, but I never, like, I just put positivity things up there. Yeah. It's just anything positive I put up there. I used to share, like, negative stuff when I put it said, I just give nothing, none of that, no glory, but it's, you outgrow it eventually, but at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like Facebook is where I got contacted by the USA Coast. It's like it's a great, it's a great avenue for different things. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. You gotta use. You know, it just depends on how you're using it. You know what I'm saying? Use it, use it to put yourself, promote yourself out there. You know, in a positive forward, way. In a positive way. You know what I'm saying? And and everything else will be okay. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? You could, you could you could use it. It ain't nothing that has to be used for negativity or nothing. Like, but when you get on there and you you make stuff happen or you talking bad about people and stuff like that, it could be entertaining and get a lot of views and stuff. But you know, you just gotta stay within your character. Don't let nothing take you out of your character. If you're on Facebook and you're in your character, you yourself. You know, you doing what you do, and you're cool. Is there a maybe a quote or a scripture that has helped you or is still helping you now, you know, push through and, and, and being your authentic self and, and never 
looking to your right and your left and what they have in their, on their plate. Right. Hmm. Knowing who you are, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, that's, that's what I would say, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that that I am special. Like, I know I'm, I'm Andre, Andre Lampkin, even though if people, you know, feel one way or other, like, like, man, I'm a big dog. If somebody, you know what I'm saying? I'm a big dog. So yeah. I like waking up every day. If I was, you know, if I was like, uh, I guess if my insides change or something like that would keep me down. Like you lose yourself. Like my heart gets me up every day. My soul, me having the soul that I have, me having the connection, what's in my soul with God and yes. me having my brain get me up every single day and try to just, continuously stay within that range, man, and not do too much outside of myself, like just waking up and getting ready mm-hmm. and just going about day, day for day. And for those of you that are listening, I, I hope that, well, maybe you already have something that gets you going, but if you don't, you know, just know know who you are. Yeah, that's key. Yeah. yeah. That's key. Who you are, because Listen, like the type of stuff that can happen, it changes people. Who, whoever seen somebody just talking out loud, like to the cast, to Jamie, to Haley, to whoever, like, listen, mm-hmm. everybody see people who change, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody seen people who change, you know, we just all grow up and we just change, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But when I was young, I was the same, you know, I, I had the same heart, I had the same soul, like, I was always. Who, who I am. That's why I'm still playing ball and I'm still doing the regular stuff. And that's what basically gets me up every day, just continuously being myself through whatever's going on around me and and nobody has to identify me as as the big dog that they once look you know what I'm saying? Nobody has to identify you as a prince for you to yeah. feel like that to wake up. Right. And, yeah, for and real. Ooh, that's powerful. And the last thing I wanna ask um is I know you 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 big on sports. You're an athlete. You super athletic. Are there any are there any other passions that you have or the other than sport outside of sports? Yeah, outside of sports, you know, uh, my other passion is just is just walking right. You know what I'm saying? It's really just living my life. My my passion is living my life, prepared basically to prepare to die to to get close to God to make to ensure my life. I'm, I'm passionate to ensure my life to my, for my afterlife. Like, I'm very passionate just trying to do the best I can, not doing everything that's out there in the world to where I'm not being disobedient to my soul or doing anything that made me feel bad as a person. And, I, you know what I mean? So I could, I can enjoy, I can enjoy heaven. You know, I can enjoy God again, when, like, as if he when he woke me up the first time. Other than sports, there's nothing else, you know. Like you're not into yeah, art. I, I mean, I work. Speak. You into speaking, bro. You ever think yeah, about I, that? I I did a little bit of speaking. I did a little <laughs> bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tap in. I'm gonna tap in with some more speaking. Like I said, like it's a lot of things just happening. You know what I'm saying? Like this little audition I got to put up for, and I already been on NCIS New Orleans. I, of course, oh, I did nice. my my first story whatever that was, ESPN. And now it's, you know, I could, just different opportunities coming. Yeah. You're going to have to tell everybody uh, which uh, which season that NCIS New Orleans was so we can go ahead and and check that out. 
if you could pull it up, the link is the episode is in plain sight. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna look that up. Bet. The reason why I asked, I, I love, I always ask athletes what are their other passions because it's like we we like there's more things that God done blessed with blessed in you more gifts and talents that's in you beyond your sport and I know that there's other gifts and talents that God has in you um that's you, or things that you may be passionate about other than you know just sports even though I know where this is based around sports I always like to ask ask athletes that because I mean to, so like you said to tap into other things out there yeah right correct yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, just, man, I'm just, that's just my main thing. But, you know, I'm passionate about just seeing, just seeing good things happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Having good people around me, having good friends. I started with, you know, you have your brothers and your play sisters and stuff like that. And you want to see see everybody grow into something, man. That's just, yeah. you know, I'm going to just. My other passion is just being who I am, a person that I am. Yeah. Sometimes when it came down to it to sacrifice the sports, I sacrificed it. I didn't know it was going to, you know what I'm saying? It just came back. But yeah. I put it in, like, initially, and I was just going to enjoy enjoy life and see mm-hmm. my mama, you know, and see. But yeah. it just it had a lot, more, a lot more life and a lot more accomplished to be, a more accomplishments to be accomplished. It's a lot more stuff out here. And the, yeah. the world is very diverse now, so and it's getting more diverse to where if this happened to you, you could do this, 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 mm-hmm. this. It's just mm-hmm. depending so on what your heart is. Yeah, because God yeah, definitely going to put you on many platforms, Drake. Yeah, for real, for real. And mm-hmm. I was glad to be, like I said, I'm glad to be on y'all platform, man. I, I came back for the second round. Show love to the end, you know what I'm saying? Because it's only been 30 years for me. I know Jamie's 30 yeah, just turned 30. Ailey just okay. turned 21. Yeah, I just turned 21. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I keep, I keep, you know, our nieces, they're seeing life within that lifetime. Some things are going to happen. Like, eventually, mm-hmm. Jesus said, he's going to come back. Like, who's going to be ready? You know what I'm saying? Who's going to be alive? A lot of things going to happen in life. So, all I'm saying is that if you meet somebody that's really genuine, you know, and really doing something and really got some type of life, you know, Support it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Support it. Just support it. Don't really, you know, don't really go against that. Well, you were thankful that you were able to be on here, but we want to thank you for just, I know, going through the double takes and all that. I know that was a lot, but I'm I'm just glad that you were able to share your story. I'm glad that everybody out there was able to hear your story and, and understand you more as a person and understand your mindset because a lot of people just look at the outside they don't see the inside. So I'm glad that you were able to be on here. I hope that everybody out there was able to, to get some inspiration through that and really know that be yourself, be true to you. Never look down, never think negative, always be positive because if you haven't got anything out of this episode, I got something which was to be was to remain humble and remain positive. And again, this is episode five of Beating the Odds with Andre Lampkin. And again, we thank you and we thank everybody out there that's listening. Please have a blessed, blessed rest of your week. Please be positive, be happy. You, you get to see another day. You're here. You're able to listen to this wonderful episode. So again, 
Black Lives Matter. Wear your mask. Let's go. Mind it.